You're listening to the Feedback Code Podcast, igniting potential and activating perspective through stories of everyday feedback. I'm your host, Steph Barnes. Hey, what's happening? It's Steph. I'm so excited to talk to you this week about wisdom that you need for this next season. I don't know about you, but I feel like we have just bombarded with so many sources of do this, don't do this, don't do this, try this, skip this, do this, but do it only a little bit. And there's so many ways that we have been taking advice, taking what we feel like is a sense of wisdom. And at the end of the day, it just starts to feel really noisy and distracting. And so what I'm hoping that you get out of today is that I'm hoping you will better understand what it is that you are aiming for when you're listening to wisdom, because ultimately you're seeking something so that you can develop it into the next season. And so in summer of 2019, in the middle of a lot of life-changing decisions that I was dealing with, I was desperate for wisdom and direction. And a dear friend of mine mailed me a book that helped me gain perspective and kept me marching on solid ground. While I recently picked up that book, The Little Red Book of Wisdom by Mark DeMoss, I flipped through so many highlighted sections that I thought it was absolutely important to share what's been relevant to me right here, right now. And Max, my golden doodle, feels the same way. And while I share these throughout the month, I think that it's really important uh, for some key takeaways. Max wants you to know that these key takeaways are so important. And have we talked about flexibility during the pandemic? I don't know about you, but how many times has the barking dog been a thing in your Zoom meetings? Oh my goodness. And so I hope you gave me some grace. I'm leaving it on there just to remind you that you're not alone if your dog has been barking on your Zoom meetings today. Max is barking in this recording and we're just going to carry on and move forward. So here's what's funny is I feel like we've been living in this culture of thought leadership, that it's so loud and everyone is speaking their opinion as loud as they possibly can. In many ways, it's for good. In other ways, you have to be mindful as to where you stand first before you start to sway left and right and forward and backwards. And before you know it, you're doing the Macarena of decisions. And so I say that because we really need to remember that just because it's so loud doesn't make it right. And just because it's quiet or it's not spoken doesn't make it right either. And in the noise, the center of the tension, when it's such a focal point, that doesn't always mean that it's the best option for you. Just because it is showing up in your newsfeed every single day on a repetitive basis doesn't mean that it's something that you need to deepen your education on or that you need to... um, launch that business or that you need to do all these other things, right? Like our world is so strategically segmented right now in terms of marketing and advertising that like a lot of times nothing is a coincidence. Now, maybe it is, I'm not trying to like rob you of that moment, um, that sparked that inspiration for you. So I'm not trying to pull against that. I'm just trying to say that Be mindful of when there's so much noise and how you're filtering it. I'm currently actually on like a seven-day social fast. So uh, how any of you are going to actually hear this, hopefully you just discovered it out of the goodness of your heart. But um, 
But the idea is that like fasting it is, is making sure that I'm kind of just pulling away from all the noise and pulling away from the distractions and making sure that I'm just staying focused and I'm just grounded in my thinking and grounded in what's, what's next for me so that I can hear direction clearly and know like what's next. Right. Um, so here's the deal. I've sat with this thought for a while and I've been sharpening my morning routine. I've adjusted it a thousand times during the pandemic to stay spontaneous within 756 square feet. And I've landed on these five uncomfortable truths to wisdom that I want to share with you today. And I'm sure we all have our nuggets of what we've learned in the pandemic. And, you know, miraculously, California is supposed to be like completely safe and clear from the pandemic in uh, June. Well, not clear, but we're just supposed to be back to normal, which who knows what that means, but um, we'll see. So let's dive into these five uncomfortable truths to wisdom. First, overcome self-doubt to rebuild your self-confidence. This simply is refining your thought process. Every time you sulk, sip, and swirl in a cup of self-doubt, you won't have any room to pour self-confidence back into your cup. Because here's the reality. Watching what you're sipping is so important. And this is where I go back to that newsfeed. Watching what is being poured into you, poured into your mind, we sit there quietly and scroll and we're not telling anybody what our minds are calculating and what we're taking away. And so be careful to watch what is reinforcing your doubts, watch what is reinforcing your beliefs, and watch what is consuming your time so that you make sure that it's not reinforcing your self-doubt. If there's someone that you follow that just completely discourages you all the time, maybe you need to remove that for that season. Or you decide what's discouraging you and you accept that there's differences and you accept that you're in different seasons and that's okay too. For a while, seeing really happy couples was really painful for me and I just had to kind of remove myself from that conversation and I didn't want to, but I just kind of had to like remove myself from being engaged and and looking at some of that kind of content because it just wasn't, it wasn't good for my soul in that season. So let's dive into number two. Selfish time management is healthy. People often look at the word selfish as you're horrible, you're so focused on yourself. That's not a bad thing. A lot of us need self-work to be done. We need some focus and we need some strength on our inner working. If going to a spin class at noon twice a week is going to be a way that you show up as your best self throughout the rest of the week because you have this schedule of discipline and this sense of excitement that you're looking forward to this class, whether it's on your Peloton or it's at Cycle Bar or Soul Cycle, wherever you're going, it's creating that sustainable model for yourself where you're saying, I'm selfishly dedicating this one hour because I know it's going to reignite my joy and I know it's going to make me a better person. And We honor the word selfless, but sometimes we genuinely need to be selfish with our time. If we go to bed earlier and it's going to make us a better person, please, by all means, let's all try to go to bed by 10 p.m. If it's going to make you a better person. The world needs you to be nice tomorrow. So if that is what you need to stop eating and drinking late, just so you can feel more energized and show up better, then own your no, don't give in, 
and show up tomorrow by showing up today with those selfish choices of saying, nope, I don't need to be able to feel like that tomorrow. I'm going to do what I need to do today. And I can't tell you how many times I see people give away their power and they see people convince them still of, oh, come on, let's just have a glass. And then, oh, come on, you can eat those fries. Oh, you don't want to stop pulling. Stop, stop doing that. You don't really have to do that. Like you can do that later. Or you're not even communicating your priorities. So then they really don't carry their worth because then you're just shoving them to the side because you're just accommodating for others and what others want to do. And whether people are pulling you into the pit, spiraling you in that self-doubt, or they're pulling you away from these things that you're gradually trying to step into to become more disciplined, either way, there is that moment of being selfish in your time management that needs to have a standing and a priority in your path because otherwise you're not going to get there. And maybe it's time that you decide that you don't need to be hanging out with people that are going to steal away that time from you anymore. If they're not respecting and honoring the places you're trying to go, sometimes you need to pause, step back. You don't eliminate them from your life, but you can strategically find ways to still be in the presence of those people for lunch once a month or something else that is not as time consuming for you, but that is still honoring that friendship and that connection. Number three, responsibility means knowing when to accept help. Have you thought about what it really means to be responsible? Responsibility is exciting, exhausting, and renewing. Weird descriptors, but roll with me right here. It's something in the fact that you are acquiring more to put on your plate, yet you're also deciding when you're going to delegate and shift ownership. So yes, it's exciting to have a dog, but it comes with so much responsibility. We're finally out of our uh, terrible twos. I think we're now like in like a three-nager age, even though he's two, so that's good. But the secret is bribing him with chicken. And... uh, Everybody has their sense of understanding what responsibility really feels like in their own way when it's a new a new acquisition, right? When you've taken on something that's a new responsibility, maybe you've become a mother. Shout out to some of the babies in my world that are five months, six months old, two years old. And there's some of them that that is like an, a totally new responsibility, that you are learning how to be in this new rhythm as a family. You're learning how to be in this new rhythm with your spouse. And all of that takes responsibility of your actions, of your words, of who's going to own what and opening that communication up that it's just kind of ping pong and you get to you know go back and forth with it and figuring out what's on your plate, what you can and can't do, and when you're going to accept help. And it doesn't mean that you completely give up on elements of what you like to do, but that you are learning your weaknesses and are able to ask for help. If you're not good at selecting restaurants, but you know you'll have a blast regardless of where you end up, then communicate that to someone and allow someone else to take that ownership while still providing the team feedback in your overall decision. If you know that You thrive in a team discussion rather than going it alone. Well, then be bold. Set up the Zoom calls with a few team members. 
figure it out, or have brief discussions that will lead you to being more successful in your team's executions. Taking that responsibility instead of waiting for people to get to know you, set it up yourself. A lot of times we are frustrated because we are waiting for something and we are waiting for someone else to help us. We are waiting for someone else to take the responsibility. We are waiting for things to happen. And really, the blessing is supposed to be sitting right in front of us with us stepping up to the plate with responsibility and us saying, actually, I'm going to be the one to offer help. And in return, you guiding the help that you desire is going to be an opportunity for you to get that help back in return, all because you took the responsibility to set it up. Number four, giving of your time is rewarding. I don't know about you, but when you step up to the plate to support someone, help someone, give them some guidance, give them a cute little bouquet of flowers, maybe you give them a little something that you baked, um, but you're giving of your time and all of that. Yes, you're giving you know, gifts, but you're giving of your time in a sense that you are stepping into a space that you're saying, hey, I'm going to do something for this person. You're making that decision. And I want to challenge you to think about how is that rewarding? And when is it rewarding? It is, is it the way that you're showing up for your coworkers in, in certain ways? Is it how you're you know, stepping up for your neighbors? Is it how you're stepping up for your family? Maybe you're calling your grandparents once a week and making sure to just check in on them and, and knowing that you're giving of that 15 minutes you know, every Monday just to call to check in and say hi. It's a rewarding feeling, which at the end of the day, taking that responsibility in that selfish time management without the self-doubt You're overcoming a lot of things by taking that sense of desiring that reward and putting it into action and making sure that you're not filtering all these thoughts and ideas through a thousand different people, but that you're filtering it through yourself. Because at the end of the day, you can read all the books that you want about what is the most rewarding experience. Like this book I told you earlier about wisdom, it was great. And I am not unpacking even remotely half of that. I'm unpacking things that I uncovered going through this book. And I share that with you because it's, it's important to remember everyone has their own, let's be all cliche. Everyone has their own journey and we do, but what's important is the fact that you recognize what is really fueling your journey. Where do you stop and get your gas? Where, not literally, but figuratively, where do you stop and get your gas? Who do you stop and have connections with and have conversations with that are actually going to fill you up? And where do you, you know, unpack your bags and what what kind of bags are you carrying around that you set that down and say, you know what, I actually need help. Can you help me carry these bags in figuratively? And so think of all that and think about when was the last time you actually paused to write a thank you card and mailed it in the same day. Putting it off is more exhausting than it is rewarding. You start to build this to-do list instead of saying, nope, I know I want to feel that reward. I'm going to get it done right now. Offering to walk someone's dog, picking up soup from the grocery store, listening to a friend in the neighborhood, walking and helping someone to their car. All of that can be so basic. Like for example, I was at Nugget a few, gosh, it was months back now. I thought it was a few weeks ago. (laughs) Pandemic brain. Um, 
But no, I was there. Uh, I was there with a girlfriend and we were ordering a cake. We finished our order, got a few other things, and they're like, whoa, do you need help out to your car? And we didn't really need help out to the car, but uh, we were like, you know what? We haven't talked to people in a long time. We're extroverts. Absolutely. Help us to the car, please. And so this sweet 19-year-old, he helped us to the car with our stuff, was telling us about his you know, his program that he's in right now, how he's super excited for his degree and all these things. And, uh, and it was just so nice and rewarding to have a conversation to, you know, reiterate that, wow, this is so exciting that you're in this program. He was excited to tell us about it. Um, and then he said that we made his day and that was like at the end of the day, his shift was probably almost up and we went home being like, oh my gosh, we made his day. And, at the end of the day, when you really think about it, that was something so basic to say yes, accept the help and the giving of our time to engage in this conversation and you know hear more about him and all these kinds of things was super fun for us. And we had a great time doing it. But it's all about the fact that you have to make those itty bitty decisions along the way to already know that the end outcome is going to be a good thing. Granted, Now, don't get me wrong. We could have said, sure, walk us out to the car. And he was super weird and annoying and talked to us for 45 minutes, but that was not the case. Um, You know, that's not their brand. They have a great brand. And so their people are like all phenomenal and amazing. Uh, But the idea was that you're offering to say like, yeah, sure. And you don't have to have someone carry your groceries to the car, but the idea of how are you engaging someone in a deeper conversation? How are you asking them basic questions? How are you, I've said this before, how are you going back to the five W's to engage someone? Um, Giving of your time by sometimes simply listening. Don't overdo it. Don't give like 45 minutes if you really don't have 45 minutes to kill. Be polite and say, let's catch up later. But how are you, how are you stepping into that person's life and how is that a reward? Maybe that's a written version. Maybe that's a text. Maybe it's an email. Maybe you forward someone different newsletters to say, Hey, I'm thinking of you. Um, and that sometimes is like the fastest way to be like, Oh my gosh, someone thought of me, but it didn't have to be this exhausting way of doing it. Right. And finally, number five is self-discipline will help your mind get unstuck. And this one is so personal to me because I got lost in a sea of all of these topics. But when you didn't, ha- when you don't have the self-discipline because you're squandering, is that a word? You're squandering in self-doubt. You're you're gonna just get stuck. It's like you just are in this goop on like Nickelodeon or something, and you just can't get out of it. And so going through these five and figuring them out and looking at the self-discipline and creating a routine is going to absolutely be essential to your success. As a spontaneous person, an Enneagram 7, I honestly just love trying new things and that includes a routine. I had to really train myself that the discipline leads to successful outcomes and that is the end goal. In the moment, trying a new routine feels fun. It feels really fun. I just like thrive off of trying new things, to be honest. But for the long-term end game, that routine is so key. And what I've learned is that sometimes if you're someone that really needs to switch it up, like be spontaneous on a Saturday after you get a little bit of your routine out, like maybe you go to spin class and then be spontaneous. Like, so for example, on Saturday, 
I went to spin class. Literally, this is an example of me. I went to spin class. And then after that, um, we drove to Half Moon Bay. But on the way, I had seen, you know, from like Instagram, like SF Bucket List, that there was this cool little uh, area in Berkeley that everyone drives through and takes all these pictures of this village that looks like Harry Potter. And I drove by, it's literally like three houses. It's not that, not that big of a deal. They're awesome three, it's awesome three little spots. Um, but I just kept passing through it. And then we passed through San Francisco, got a sushi burrito, which was delicious and, uh, and ate it on the coast in Half Moon Bay as just something like, Hey, we've never done this before. We meaning Max and myself, uh, we've never done this before, but we're going to go do it and, and just kick it and hang out. And then we'll cruise back. And it was great. It was a good, spontaneous, filled my spontaneous cup. Uh, I got to sing in the car on the way there and on the way back and listen to some podcasts and whatnot. So to me, that is rewarding and that's fulfilling to that spontaneous meter that lives inside of me that needs to go off every so often. Um, so I've learned that you don't need to do that during the week necessarily. And if you are trying to do that during the week, then it's you know a decision of is it matcha or is it coffee? Is it you know, a latte or are you making a straight espresso shot? You know, like make it some basic decisions of is it, you know, a pitaya bowl or is it a coconut smoothie? Like sometimes, and you still know you're going to have a smoothie, but like which one are you going to switch it up, right? Uh, And sometimes that's all you need to do in order to make it feel like it's this extra layer of spontaneous, spontaneity. Uh, But you don't have to go overkill on it, right? So kind of dial it back, figure out how you still go about the week with a sense of discipline and maybe it's a discipline in your wardrobe. I know like with the pandemic, I've like really scaled back and simplified my wardrobe and have been repeatedly wearing outfits. I feel like Mark Zuckerberg and not the same color, but I've just, you know, scaled it back. And I just feel like it's given myself a sense of allowing me to focus on more discipline and not being so focused on like the creative angle. And that just kind of has helped, you know, level out some things and really help me get unstuck because that discipline has been so critical in making sure that I can push forward and move out of that stuck feeling. So um, if you hear Max drinking water, yes, we are recording live from my apartment. But uh, yeah, so I hope that these five truths help you to get unstuck, um, but that these five uncomfortable truths to wisdom really do make an impact in the next season of your life. And so I encourage you to like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment, and that helps people discover it in the review section. And if you really are ambitious, screenshot this on your phone, tag the feedback code and share it in your stories. And that is an amazing way to spread some love and spread some encouragement with this episode. So I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening.